At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 405. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my my co-host is my company's senior SEO, Scott Venak. How's it going, bud? It's uh, going wonderful on this glorious sunny day, even though I can only look at it through my window. Yes, I went outside <laughs> for a bit of sun lunch, and it was hard to come back in, but at least I didn't burn my lily white ass. <laughs> it's too hot. Oh, I, I, I got a bit of a burn on the weekend, and you know, I... I don't feel guilty about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> spend the weekend in the sun. That's just what happens sometimes. Yeah. And I'll take it. Yeah, we're getting quite the heat winter wave, we've had. Which is pretty sweet. Uh, it's about to go to hell, but oh well. We, we, you know what we just did, though, was we broke the one of the number one rules of SEO 101. We talked about the weather. Oh, wow. Oh, dear. Sorry. <laughs> That's my bad. That's no, my bad. It's all good. It's all good. Um, it's just something we've been doing for a long time. So... Yeah, I forgot about it too. So anyway, uh, let's jump into this. Uh, so for this is kind of fun just to start this off with a bit of humor. Um, the Daily Mail, that's a UK uh, newspaper is attempting, I'll put it that way, to sue Google over its organic rankings. Now their claim is that because they're not advertising, Google dropped their rankings. Now anyone who's been following um, I don't know, being in the SEO paid ad world for long, for any number of time, even a year, I'm sure you've already heard that uh, officially uh, any, any ads you do have no impact on rankings and organically. Uh, Google does not connect it to, if you don't do ads, you'll still have the same chances to get organic rankings. And, and that's, it's true to form. We haven't seen anything to really contradict that. I've had a few clients say they've seen it, but I haven't seen it. And as far as I'm concerned, that's writ. It's just the way it is. Well, that's not according to them. And uh, <laughs> Scott, why don't you share with what you, you saw there, what you were reading it to? Well, I think that the funniest part is how their paid ad and traffic drop just happens to correspond, correlate exactly with core updates. It's just, it, it's funny, right? Like their, their big traffic drop hit in the June core update of 2019 and their traffic recovered in the September core update of 2019. 
Yeah. Um, so they're back, but no. And, and you know what's funny? What's really funny is if you look at their traffic before and after those two core updates, so pre pre June and post September, the traffic is way up after the September core update. <laughs> so they've actually they won. They came out ahead. They had you know a couple months of uh oh, but even their uh oh, I mean you're looking at it looked like their traffic was still you know three million a month or something. So it's not that bad, I guess, compared to the five they were getting. And then they ended up at like, uh, I don't know, six or seven million, it looks like, if I'm looking at this chart correctly. Yeah, well, so, and, and they're, they're stating that they, they should be much higher, I think. And they're also stating that, um, that, yes, during that time they dropped, it was because they weren't doing ads. Anyway, it's a bunch of bull hockey. But I, what was really fun is how the SEO industry jumped in on this. I didn't see it in time, but I would have loved to have piped in too. But uh People were saying like, come on. I mean, your, your site's garbage. I mean, you, they don't even do the basic level of SEO. I think John Mueller even said that. Um, and, you know, uh, I may be mis, mis saying that. I'm one of the guys, someone from Google or someone of higher level said that. But they, if you look at, this is an article on, on Search Engine Roundtable, so seroundtable.com. And if you go there and, and check it out, you'll see what, what uh, Scott was talking about. You'll see the different, the dips in traffic and stuff. But then you'll also see uh, some of the quotes from people. And, and one of them shows uh, a screenshot of their page, one of their example stories. And the story is what, maybe 20%, not even, of the page? The rest of it's, it's ads and uh, garbage? I'd say less than 20%. It's all ads. It's super ad heavy. Like, it's amazing to get any rankings at all. <laughs> I think the only reason they do is because still people still want to go there and read it. And Google has to still deliver, you know, what people want. I'm sure that what rankings they do have are all from external factors like links and all that stuff. <sighs> anyway, uh, it's, it's pretty humorous. Um, Google of course is taking it seriously. They have to, and I'm sure their lawyers are like, woohoo, got to earn our pay. Um, <laughs> Isn't that always the case? Yep. Yeah, I'm sure it's uh, pretty easy, though, for them to, to battle this one, and it should be kind of funny to see how it goes. Uh, they really don't have a foot to stand on. Maybe they'll they'll pull it once they get they hear the feedback. I mean, again, some basic SEO stuff isn't being done. I mean, you, you, their, their amount of, of ads above the fold and um, the, the minimal content that's unique, I mean, it's just a mess. Anyway. Uh, another article uh, is uh, on this is on searchenginewatch.com. Uh, it's diagnosing a traffic drop. Just breathe. I believe this one is by Smart. Let me just make double sure. And Smarty. Yeah, and Smarty. All right. Um, so, and um, it, this is a common question. You know, people we get, uh, we, we get contacted occasionally. We, we lost all our traffic. How can you help us? It doesn't happen as often anymore because the Google Dance isn't the same. You know, back in the days when we had Google Dance happening all the time and uh, people just got, they plummet out of nowhere. It, it was pretty severe and they'd be freaking out. Nowadays it happens, but it's, it's um, I think people are, are more aware that they can take steps uh, to bring themselves back into the rankings again. Now, if you do lose a lot of visibility from a core update, which don't happen that often, um, you could be waiting a long time until the next uh, update comes through and you have a chance to sort of redeem yourself with the changes you've made. At any rate, if it does happen, don't freak out and make too many changes at once. This is one of our things. I'm not saying this is from Anne's article. Uh, she's got a great article there, um, but we've got our own 
two bits about how to handle it. Now, the one thing is really important is not to go in and just start making changes. Um, you really need to think this through. Uh, talk it through with an SEO if you can. Uh, talk it through with other people in your business and really look at very critically why you think, you know, why that these this, this happened. If you figure out something and you think, oh, this must be it, the smoking gun, mm, get another opinion. It's very easy to go and make a change. Then if you do wait for the next core web update and you're wrong, you're going to be sitting in the same dumpster. Maybe even work. a worse dumpster because now you've changed everything and you don't know yeah. where to look anymore. Yeah. And, and conversely, don't make too many changes. How will you know what worked and what doesn't? Maybe that you did fix it, but then you added a whole bunch of other stuff that made it worse. Uh, or remove stuff. I think a really key first step though, too, is to make sure that it isn't something that you've done. Um, you know, if your traffic drops drastically, have you made any significant changes to your website in the past, you know, few days to weeks um, that might account for it? And that that could be the answer right there in some cases. Yep. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll go through her 30 second summary, which I like. Uh, it's, you know, first of all, a traffic drop doesn't necessarily mean something's wrong. And that's true. Um, in some cases, just a natural fluctuation. That doesn't mean you want to settle down and let your business go to hell though. So, <laughs> um, you need to, you know, rethink how you're doing your marketing or actually do some marketing. A lot of people are just sitting on their websites thinking they're going to stay at the top. It does not work that way. Very rarely. Um, next all sites have experienced a decline in traffic throughout their lifetime, which can be explained by seasonality, loss of PPC budget, and many other factors. Uh, that's again, that's part two of her summary. Part three is when it comes to organic search traffic decline, it is often caused by stagnant content, the emergence of new competitors or loss of backlinks. So that comes to what we, I just mentioned, which is just sitting, doing nothing. You know, you, you've got to keep up. You've got to maintain your relevance, maintain that clear um, factor of earning the right to rank. Uh, competitors is a big thing too. Uh, we actually just had a call. I had a call the other day and someone was saying, you know, I just don't understand why you're not getting me to where I was before. I'm like, well, it's not that nothing stays static. You know, you've got the visibility. We already given you this. We've got you there. You just don't have that number one ranking because frankly, there's a new competitor who's doing, doing this and doing that and stuff that you're not doing. Um, it's not the same landscape. It's constantly changing. And uh, you, what you had before is not something you, I've, you don't own it. Uh, next, to diagnose a traffic drop, identify which traffic source is declining, then find which pages have lost the traffic. Good point. Look at your Google Analytics. Look at whatever tracking solution you're doing. Determine what has dropped, and then you can start to diagnose why. You can't just jump into this and just guess. It's going to be the, it's going to hurt you more often than not. And oh, here she is. She calls talks what we talked about at the beginning here. It is important to avoid hasty decisions. Take your time exploring whether you lost any positions and which pages replaced yours. Finally, try to re try to evaluate why this shift has happened and how you may fix it. What other things can you think of, Scott, that we should mention? Well, I'm going to throw in something that's definitely less common but does happen. And we actually had a client that came to us one time after a traffic drop and. This turned out to be the case and that was they didn't have a traffic drop but they thought they did because they were getting spam traffic to their site um, mm -hmm. and so the numbers after the traffic drop sales didn't change nothing else changed just the numbers displayed in google analytics changed 
and it was traced back to I can't remember what it was uh, some kind of bot traffic that's you know they they say in its referral from such and such a site to try to get you to click the link and it's blah 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 that kind of stuff, but it was delivering a high amount of what appeared to be organic traffic when you looked at the general overview of the reports. And then you dig down a bit deeper and realize, you know what, you didn't actually lose. It just looked like you had more than you did before. Yeah. So referral spam, perhaps. So yeah. So, yeah. so it just comes down to really before you act on any of this, make sure you know where the loss of traffic comes from, because if that's the case, you don't have to do anything. Um, if it's organic traffic and it's from Google search and you can see that it is real organic or referral or, whatever, wherever, whatever the case may be, then you can act appropriately. Um, yeah. Traffic drop means nothing if it's not impacting your bottom line. Precisely. Yeah. I mean, we, we, you could have, for example, we, we lost a bunch of traffic a while ago, but our business is the same. And that's because one of our, our pages, which was doing really well, which really did well, not really, it simply didn't drive any business. Um, dropped, I guess someone else got a better ranking for it. It was like, it's pretty one redirect article. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was really just so overinflating our, our numbers and, and it wasn't realistic. So that's not a big well, that, that reminds me of, of Step Forth as well. I, well, this must have been at least a decade ago, maybe more, where we suddenly had a surge of traffic from Baidu for like an MP3 file or something. <laughs> yes. And it was like, whoa, look at all this traffic we're getting. I don't remember what it was, tens of thousands of visitors a day or something insane. You get so excited, but yet the phone's not ringing anymore. What the heck is going on? Um, yeah then you investigate where it's coming from. Like, Oh, it's like useless, nothing traffic. Yeah. It was for an interview Jim did with the BBC. Well, that's what it was. Right. Yeah. And then you can also get some really scary traffic. <laughs> God. Uh, that was horrifying. When, when I think Jim did Jim Hedger, we're talking about here, uh, he was working with us and he did an article on, um, uh, it was about a, a teenager who faked that he was with Google, that he worked for Google um, or no, Faked his resume. I can't remember the whole story, but somehow managed to get to the past the uh, recruiter, and was going to be interviewed and stuff. Anyway, we started getting. Oh, I guess we cringes, but we we started getting a ton of traffic for um, teenage boys. I mean, Yikes. come on, yeah. There's some scary stuff out there. Anyway, all that stuff completely messes with your data. So, uh, yeah, take it all with a grain of salt. Okie dokie. How to maximize your page's click-through rate in search results besides improving your rankings. So this is an article by Alita Solis. Uh, Alita's a powerhouse in our industry. She's a brilliant lady. Um, uh, if she writes it, I follow it, I read it. It's never anything but great. And uh, this one in particular is is unique because a lot of businesses forget to, I was seeing this, uh, this kind of, I liken this to um, when you're running a business, it's always a lot easier to get to, to sell to your existing clients than trying to get new clients or customers. Well, in her case, it's, she's sort of talking about search results. It's a lot easier to improve and the, the click-through rate on your existing search results versus trying to build new ones and, and try to you know, improve rankings on other ones. So um, in this case, I'm going to really, <laughs> I'm, I'm summarizing this drastically. It's a very long article. It's on alaydasolis.com. That's A-L-E-Y-D-A-S-O-L-I-S.com. You'll find this in our show notes if you'd like to see that on seo101radio.com. But 
in this case, just summarizing it, first, use your Google Search Console to evaluate the top pages um, that are showing up there and highlight the ones with high impressions, but low click-through rate. Uh, Google Search Console shows this to you. Uh, this is something, by the way, anyone who doesn't know what Google Search, Search Console is, you have a right to access this. It's yours. It's Google's portal. Uh, they're showing you a, a bit of a back, behind the curtain view of what they see on your website and what you know issues they may have with it and, and such. It was very helpful, and you just you can register to access it at Google Search Console. Just type that in on Google, and you'll uh, <laughs> and you'll find it. Um, <laughs> What's Google? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so if you look at the pages with high impressions, so these are what that means is it's showing up a lot in search results, but is getting few click-throughs. That's obviously a bad thing. Well, try to improve that click-through rate. You can look at titles and meta descriptions for those pages that are ranking. Um, why, you know, look at the ones around them that are obviously doing better than you because uh, they couldn't be doing worse, right? You're not getting much click-through. Look at what they're saying. Um, try to, if hopefully, you know, your, your buyer personas very well and you can say, okay, well, I know what they want to hear. I've done a more improvement on this. I know better. I'm going to rewrite this. The meta description has no relevance on whether or not you are going to rank, but when you do rank, it helps get that click through. Next, take advantage of the additional SERP features like FAQs. Uh, if <laughs> there is structured data, essentially, uh, structured data, you can add to your website to improve the chances that. Um, your FAQs will show up in search results. Um, you're doing this all the time, Scott. What other areas can we improve in SERP? Uh, yeah, definitely the FAQ stuff has been bigger lately. We're seeing a lot of uh, uh, questions from pages ending up not only in the people also ask boxes, but in, um, uh, you know, with not necessarily within site links, but within the actual listing for an individual site. So, you know, including questions on a page and then marking that up with uh, JSON LD code with, uh, yeah. it's called FAQ page. Um, you can learn all about that at schema.org. Yep. <laughs> I'm drawing dot a blank. Org. Dot org. Yeah. Okay, and then good. there's rich snippets. I mean, there's just different yeah. things you can do to a page to increase the chances you're going to get this showing up. Um, and so why not? I mean, if you can get that, you're certainly going to get more exposure. Um, also look at non-relevant pages. Um, these may be ranking and they aren't getting the click-through rate because they're not relevant to the search. However, they're ranking because they're similar to another page. Uh, we call that content cannibalization. There's some kind of a, a conflict there. It's getting the visibility, whereas the page that's really relevant isn't. Welcome to parent-teacher night. Oh yes, Miss Garner. If you have one of those airline credit cards, you're probably not earning double miles on every purchase. You're right. My card only gets extra miles on some types of purchases. With the Capital One Venture Card, you earn unlimited double miles everywhere. Wait, but where can we use them? You can use Capital One Venture Miles on any travel purchase. Venture gets an A+. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Well, consider merging them. Uh, consider because uh, you can just do a canonical. You could. There's a whole number of things you can do, but merging them would be the ideal. Um, and and or if that relevant non-relevant page is ranking somewhere else and you don't want to mess with that, just improve the relevance of the one that isn't showing. Uh, it's it's a really really low hanging fruit. This is I guess sounds technical and I get that, but it's really not. It just takes a little bit of 
a little bit of sweat, you'll figure it out and you could improve drastically the, the business you're getting from uh, your existing rankings. So, you know, you've already done the hard work. Yeah, especially if you, if you can capitalize on getting some site links happening, um, that can be huge as well, but um, that's not always easy to get. No, no, it isn't. Okay, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the page experience update. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO, Scott Vanak. So what is going on with the page experience update? Yeah, so for a little over a year now, we've been told that the big page experience update was going to happen in a couple of weeks from now, actually, in May of this year. And we are now finding out that it has been delayed. So Google will be pushing it off until it looks like around mid-June, give or take, with a full rollout expected by, I believe, the end of August is what they're calling for. Hmm. Um, so now, of course, I know I've spoken about it on SEO 101. I'm sure you and John and, and various guests have as well that... The page experience update is not looking like it's going to be as dramatic as we expected about a year ago. It looks like it's going to be a bit more of a, uh, I, I don't think it's really going to stir things up too much, but if you can improve your core vitals and other factors, you know, you've got a bit more time and you may still benefit from that. Um, the, the rollout, you might be wondering, why don't they just launch it at the middle of June and be done with it? Uh, Google really wants a little bit of extra time to monitor for unexpected and unattended issues. So that if they roll it out, that gives them a bit of a chance to react. Um, mm. And then I believe it was Barry Swartz um, who wrote the, uh, one of the articles I read on search engine land. Um, and he expects that along with the core update or sorry, the uh, not core update, the page experience update, that there'll be more increases to importance to things like HTTPS, uh, 
uh, mobile friendly, safe browsing, and not having intrusive interstitials on your website. Uh, so if you have yeah. any of that going on or need some attention there, now would be a good time to address that. Yeah, the uh, intrusive interstitials is pretty big these days. Um, uh, those are the ones that pop up in the middle of your experience while you're going through a page and it just wrecks your entire web browsing experience. I, I hate them passionately and I will leave the site. And the, um, the best part is the X to close it on mobile is usually, usually really tiny and not where you expect it to be. Yeah. <laughs> and when you click it, you end up clicking the ad. Oh, I hate that. Oh, all the time. All the time. That, that will like impress upon me to another whole new level, never to go back to that site again. <laughs> um, and some of them feel like you're caught. You can't do anything. You just won't be able to close it. And then you've got to click the ad or something. To, uh, it's just the worst. Um, <clears throat> so Core Web Vitals, we've talked about them before. I won't get into the, the detail. Just know that it's about improving the experience users have when they visit your website. And it's very important and it is key. Um, one of the articles I didn't actually put in our notes here, but um, John Mueller was saying that this is the time to really up your game as an SEO. It's a really good time because you can perhaps edge out other SEOs by becoming experienced and knowledgeable about Core Web Vital upgrades. Uh, I know we are doing that. We're definitely taking this seriously and making sure that we have the uh, talent in-house to make sure this works for our clients. Uh, now, it's going to be minor, the amount of benefit you have in terms of visibility. Like it, it is going to be a ranking factor, but it's going to be so tiny that um, it's not the end of the world. And that's, but over time, that, Google's always shown that they, they, they make these things more important as time goes on. For sure. Like remember when uh, having a secure website first was a thing. It was on the, the radar, I don't even know now, a decade ago. Everyone's like, oh, critical, you have to switch over today. It's super important. And a lot of people did, and it actually hurt them because some people didn't redirect properly and all that kind of stuff. And then it ended yeah. up not mattering for years. It didn't really matter. Nobody could see a measurable difference. And that's not the case today. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that if you don't have one, you can't rank, but it's certainly an, an important um, feature. It, it doesn't look good if you don't have it. That's for darn sure. And, and uh, now it's it's free and simple. Yeah. You know, you, it, it used to be, you know, maybe complicated and, and expensive to have a secure site. It's not like that anymore. No, although you still, I still get clients coming to me who are paying 80, 90, over $100 a year for their secure certificate. So, you know, not to say that's not always useful. If they have a shopping and e-commerce system and they want the badges, they want to show that they have a secure system and maybe they want some of the better ones. Yeah, you got to pay for that. Um, but a, a standard SSL certificate, free. There's no cost. Um, yes, you might have to pay someone to install it for you if you don't know how, but that's it. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, the Google Search Console has added the page experience report and filters for the search performance report. I glossed over this, but I didn't read it. So tell me more. Yeah, so there's a new report. If you're logged into Google Search Console on the left-hand side under experience, there's a new report called page experience. And <laughs> essentially what that report does is summarize your experience signals. Uh, so things like core web vitals, uh, mobile usability, security issues, and if you have any HTTPS issues. Sounds a lot like the page experience update, which is basically what it is. It's to help you get ready for the page experience update and afterwards, of course, as well. 
Um, one thing again is uh, apparently it will inform you of uh, issues with interstitials, but I have not seen that actually in Search Console. So I'm not sure if that's a feature that will be coming or maybe we just can't see it because we're in Canada. Sometimes that's just the way it rolls. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you're, if you're, you know, logging into your Search Console account on a regular basis, which you probably should be, um, that's a good page to check out, a good report to look at really quick. And if you have any failing URLs or any new issues, it'll be quick and easy to spot, and then you can investigate further. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and if you want uh, sort of a third-party view of your core web vitals, and I don't know, I find third parties sometimes do a better job of, of outlining this stuff. I do recommend GT Metrics. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic tool. I was using it today in a sales call, uh, actually, sort of a client call wasn't a sales call, but, and it's just so nice to have the detail it provides. Um, Google stuff is decent, but it's always changing and you really can't rely on it to be very user-friendly in terms of verbiage <laughs> that you can tell programmers have written it half the time. Um, so do keep that in mind. GT metrics is a great tool for that. All right, the Mueller files. Is speed linking bad? Just a couple snippets here of news. Um, so someone was asking, you know, if, and we, we, we call this link velocity in the, in, the, in the SEO marketplace, but essentially, you know, if you build a lot of links really quickly to a page, is that going to hurt you? And John says, no, it doesn't, we don't count links like that. Or he didn't say no, as typical as Google's. He says, we don't count links like that. But he's he was kind of concerned about why he was bringing it up. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what are you doing that you need to worry about this? You know, um, personally, I think uh, link velocity is important. Um, I, I don't believe in, well, when it comes down to it, if you're doing it ethically, you don't have to worry about it at all. I mean, if you get a whole bunch of links because people are talking about you, big deal. Good, good job. You're not Those are natural. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's when you are doing link building, but often cheap crap link building that is giving you tons of links really quickly. We'll give you a thousand links for $10. Well, you get a thousand links all at once and you've had none for the last year and they all come from garbage websites. Yeah, that's not gonna look good. Um, so I, that's why I, I sort of canceled the fact that he or, or, or stated that John didn't say no. It's, I think it's a matter of the, it, the circumstances. If you have none, you go to a ton, but it looks like garbage. Well, it's probably going to look and reflect poorly upon you. So uh, I think it's it would be pretty easy for Google to identify if you had a surge in links. Say you did get a thousand <laughs> links overnight or ten thousand links overnight. Pretty easy for them to see if they were a result of uh, you know black hat link building because if they're all like you said all crap links, it's super clear. But if you've got high authority links in in that grouping of links and it's like a variety of types of links and, and quality and authority. It's supernatural and it's obvious. And, and especially if they're linking to new content, um, you know, I, I think it could be pretty clear. I think their algorithms could figure that out pretty yeah. accurately. Yeah. Well, and and they're, they're certainly on the lookout for anything that looks like spam. And that's pretty clearly an issue with spam. Um, no one, you know, unnatural link report, is a thing, you know, if you, if you, it's something you can get in Google search console, it's a warning. Um, it can become a penalty. Uh, and Google says, Hey, there's a lot of unnatural links pointing to you. These do not look right. What are you up to? You know, beware, 
you're on notice. <laughs> Things might be going to hell. Um, so yeah, anyway, take what he says with a grain of salt. It's very true. Typically, they don't look at it in that, in that way. You know, um, it's just a matter of the quality of the links. All right, Google seems to have fixed the soft 404 bug. This is from Search Engine Roundtable. A while ago, um, perfectly fine pages were being noted as having soft 404s and were being removed from search results. Uh, so if you've seen some oddities, we talked about this in the previous, on a prior episode, but it has appears to have been fixed. Uh, there's not much more to say about that. Uh, just it's good news for anyone who might have been affected by this. In most cases, people won't even realize that that was the issue unless they're monitoring all the news that we live and breathe. But uh, hopefully you'll see a little bit of a bump up and a few pages that you didn't, that you lost rankings for appear again. Uh, and that's always a good thing to see. So tell me, Scotty, what, what, what have you been working on lately that we can, you can share? We've got a, a few, um, uh, web design contracts, or sorry, well, we've got those two, but uh, SEO contracts as of late. Anything interesting, like uh, schema perhaps that you've had to work through? You know, I don't know that I've really spotted anything that's super of interest to anybody. Um, yeah. I mean, we even talked about a little bit the FAQ stuff today with the schema markup, or yeah, with the JSON-LD markup. Um, and that's something I've been seeing a lot more of. Uh, so we're kind of pushing a bit more to make sure that any of that FAQ stuff is marked up and including things like questions on uh, core service pages have a, a, an FAQ block in there. And, and sometimes those questions are showing up in search and, uh, mm -hmm. and that's a good thing for sure. Um, that's probably the, the biggest thing I've noticed very recently about uh, what's kind of changing or growing. Um, yeah, a lot of it's, I guess, writ. You, you're used to, used to this in a few years now. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh, one of the things I, I had a call today with uh, a client and uh, I was mentioning earlier, but it's about Shopify and, and we're doing a bunch of Shopify um, assistance and stuff. It's become such a mainstay of, of businesses these days. So we were discussing ways to uh, improve the site speed and um, talking about, um, I think it was, returns, how to improve the return systems, because they're, they're going so heavily online now that they are finding it uh, difficult to manage returns manually. So they're looking at different solutions. It's, it's been really kind of eye-opening for me. I've never been a Shopify guru by any stretch. Um, obviously, I'm getting a pretty quick um, lesson on it these days. Uh, but I, I found it interesting that it's very similar to WordPress in terms of the uh, of course, we're using experts, right? So I'm learning from them, but um, that they're, you know, the more apps you have, the slower it runs. Um, specific apps are worse than others. Um, there are better reporting systems than the ones that are built into Shopify. Uh, it's, it's been kind of a fascinating um, experience learning more about it. So if anyone out there is in the Shopify realm is looking for some help, again, I don't sound very confident, but that's because I'm still learning, but I, I'm never afraid of hiring experts. So we've got some good people on, on, on hand to help with it. And uh, the SEO is, is pretty straightforward. Uh, that part we, uh, we have down. So anyway, just a, a thought there to add at the end of the, the uh, episode. I hope, um, I hope you all enjoyed the show. Uh, I'm sorry, again, John Carcutt's not around. He's just been too busy. I do hope he's going to reappear again at some point, but at this, at this point, um, 
I'm going to have guests on the show and Scott to back me up. So remember, we have a show notes newsletter you can sign up for at seo101radio.com, where you don't have to miss a single link and where you can refresh your memory of past shows at any time. I'm going to be posting the video uh, of my interview with Yost, uh, Yost Devak, uh, last well, a couple of weeks ago now, uh, our episode 404. And uh, all the show notes are there, though, so you can check it out and see any links and such. So if you, also, uh, our Facebook page is uh, you know, a little quiet lately. We need some questions. So if you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on that Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air every week on WMR.FM. Great. Thanks for listening, everyone. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.